this this going crazy, people. This culture is going off the rails. Um, it's all because education is going off the rails. I've made this point many, many times in the program. Um, education is going off the rails in more ways than one. The content of education, the quality of education going off the rails. But let's not talk. Let, let's talk about the measurement of the, the supposed quality of education in Wisconsin, DPI puts out report cards. And it just released its report cards. And it gives, you know, uh, schools and school districts grades like meets expectations, exceeds expectations, does not meet expectations. I mean, we wouldn't even have satisfactory, unsatisfactory, or superlative. We are at meets expectations, does not meet expectations, and exceeds expectations. But there's some there's some magic in those numbers. Ola Lasowski from the McIver Institute is on the phone to talk about the magical numbers of the school report cards in Wisconsin. We'll talk specifically about Milwaukee in just a second. But what I was surprised by, I guess not surprised, Ola, is that in order to get the quote grade, which isn't really a grade, um, in order to get the grade, the schools are actually judged against other schools. So a school could have shown almost no improvement and almost no growth, but could exceed expectations because a couple of other schools it's being compared to failed to meet expectations. And so it's a, it's a comparative analysis that allows some of these schools to appear to be doing okay when some of them aren't. That is exactly right, Becky. Thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, just to kind of boil all of it down, I think that this data release really highlights the difference between bureaucrat world and the real world, right? So while they graded the school districts and uh, individual schools, uh, students statewide also got an average, you know, statewide, uh, uh, I guess, benchmark to, to compare the schools and districts to. Now, that overall score was 66 Point seven out of a hundred, uh, also known as in bureaucrat world, three stars or meets expectations. Now, I don't know about you, but looking back at my educational experience, a sixty-six out of a hundred is what we call a D. Uh, I would be in big trouble if I brought a, yep. a grade home like that. But again, we always have to remember when we're talking this kind of data. We're not really living in the normal world. We're well, living and, in the bureaucrat world. Yeah, and in bureaucrat world, <clears throat> that six, that that D is compared against other peer schools. And if the other right. peer schools got a D minus, um, you know, or or, or had, had fallen a little bit, suddenly, you know, you might have been a D minus two if you were scored independently against established independent benchmarks, but you're not. You're benchmarked yeah. against other schools. Then that's not a benchmark. Exactly, exactly. And so that's kind of what we see, you know, this release at the same time tells you zero districts are failing. That's an improvement from last year when we had five districts failing. However, you look a little bit deeper and more individual schools are failing than last year. We went up from 99 failing schools to 117. Uh, the number of kids who are trapped in failing schools, if you're even calling them that, uh, is at about 50,000 kids in these schools. Half of them are at MPS. Uh, and when you look at, you know, what does that number mean, put it in context, 
50,000 kids, if they were their own town in Wisconsin, that'd be the 13th biggest town in the state, uh, population-wise, right between Sheboygan and La Crosse. So this isn't any sort of small problem. This is a really big problem. This is failing. So this is, you know, bottom of the barrel. This isn't a D. This is an F. And 50,000 kids are in schools that would have been graded what amounts to an F. Again, benchmarks against peer schools, which isn't a real benchmark. And so, again, making the peer schools that were meeting expectations um, actually potentially able to be low-performing schools, but because they weren't as low-performing of schools, they are graded as essentially okay by the state of Wisconsin. 50,000 kids in Wisconsin, and 25,000 of those 50,000, or a little bit more than that, are in in the city of Milwaukee. That's right. That's right, yeah. So in uh, when we look at MPS itself, the number of failing schools and schools that were given, you know, they instead of doing A through F, again, like since this is education, going back to the normal educational experience, you'd be graded on A through F. We don't do that because that's a little bit too mean, right? So we have five stars through one star, as you were talking about. So... 46 schools at MPS got one star, failing to meet expectations. Like you said, that's just about 25,000 kids. In the category just above that, quote-unquote, meeting few expectations are another 14,000 children in 34 schools. That's, um, that's not quite as many as last year. Uh, in that category, there were uh, 41 last year. But, again, as we saw, more schools got pushed towards that bottom failing ranking and that's a really big issue you know and to kind of get back to what you're talking about this normative grading that's how you end up with headlines like most of our students and most of our schools and districts are doing pretty well because if you look at the percentage of schools that got three stars or better it's three-quarters of the schools in the state. 77% of schools got three stars or better. 95% of districts got three stars or better. And 95%. Yet, you so you're, you're, you're led to believe that, okay, well, our schools are great. Our schools right. are doing just fine. You don't want to, you know, that yep. doesn't encourage anybody to look at the curriculum. It doesn't encourage anybody to look at the discipline problems. It doesn't encourage anybody to actually look at what's going on in schools because, and, and, and I love how you said that, the normative headline is that our schools are A-OK. And they're not. Right. Because again, they're, they're great. They're, they're, they're benchmarked. There's no, there actually isn't a benchmark. They're claiming that they're being benchmarked against, against sliding uh, analysis of other schools. Listen, the idea is to say we don't need more school choice. We don't need more independent charter schools, even though if you actually drill down into the data, the independent charter schools and the school choice on on the growth in proficiency right. for the students in those schools had much, much, much better results than the average brick and mortar oh, K-12 traditional schools, 8 to 24 percent. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we don't need any more of those schools, even though they're doing substantially huh. better. Um, because sure. everything's fine. Everything's A-OK. Everything's fine with 44% of kids proficient in English language arts, 41% proficient in math. And yet you walk away with a three-star rating for the, yeah. for the entire state of Wisconsin. Think about that. So, that's, you know, really, those, now, that's different. That, exactly. 
And, and I don't even understand how people don't process that. Because when you actually look at the scores, you have around a little bit less than 45% proficient in English, uh, right around 45% proficient in math, less than half, it's less than 50%, and somehow still the headline that says most of our schools, 95% of our schools are doing okay, somehow those two, those two stories never intersect. They never, nobody ever sits down, I shouldn't say nobody, some people do, not many, but very few people ever actually ever sit down and say, wait a minute, I thought I just saw those proficiency scores and they were terrible. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a real shame, and that I think, it's it's a, just a small piece of the puzzle, but I think that when we switched from doing like an A through F scale through the stars, I think that's kind of just a good example, and it's indicative of the fact that you know, we're so bogged down that we just can't, we can't call a spade a spade. We can't say, hey, that school, they get an F. They're failing. We need to do something about this. You know, it's this slow washing away of reality. Let's just give them one star instead, and maybe they'll feel a little bit better. No, you know, I mean, I just, I don't understand how we as taxpayers, you know, I'm, I'm not a parent, so I don't have kids, but as, as taxpayers and as people who expect good results out of our public schools and out of our educational system, I don't know how we stand for this. I you know, either. there's quote-unquote zero failing districts, and yet 117 schools that are failing. Yeah. Now, I mean, again, failing, and we were just talking about proficiency scores, which is not about the report card. It's not the proficiency scores. This is just whether the schools are meeting expectations or not. And apparently right. failing to educate more than 50% of students at, at you know reasonable proficiency levels. And we should point out as well, proficiency has been defined down in the last right. 30 years. Proficiency today is different than proficiency was 30 years ago when I was in school. It was probably different than you know however long it was ago Olo, when you were in school because proficiency is not nearly what it used to be or we would not have an increasing number of young people making applications to the university of wisconsin school system needing remedial education needing remedial high school education i wouldn't be talking to my friend at university of wisconsin oshkosh who says his college level students are coming in with eighth grade reading skills we don't but that's the thing all of these numbers just simply it, it papers over it it fogs over the reality exactly. that education is pretty it poor everything away yeah no it, you're exactly right on that Vicky. you um you absolutely are i just it kind of it makes you throw your hands up in the air a little bit you know when <laughs> you start digging into the data sorting sorting these files and you realize wait a second oh so that's what we're going to say this year is that zero districts fail to meet expectations Really? Yeah. I mean, when you have these kinds of numbers that you have, I mean, at MPS, MPS got the lowest overall achievement score out of any district. Okay. How did it not fail? 56, 56 out of 100. How did it not fail? How did, not, how did the entire district not fail to meet expectations? Like you're saying, it's just, it is this, I think, systematic kind of, washing away of what the reality is and and it's too bad you know because again you have to get back and you have to remind yourself there are 50,000 kids attending those bottom tier schools and again like you're saying when we start kind of blurring the lines anyway we know that the problem is really much bigger than that thank you it, it, thank it you really really on. is you know so I think to kind of touch on something that you had mentioned before this is where, where choice and charter really become important 
because I don't know how much you looked at these numbers, but the charter kids did fantastic. Out of any group of kids, they blew everyone else out of the water. A uh, full 20% of public charter schools got the top rating of five stars. Uh, you know, you see a lot of headlines with uh, going back to MPS, where they're going to celebrate they have one more school in that top category for a grand total of four schools that uh, got five stars. They're only educating 1,500 kids over there, but something to note, three of four of those schools are public charter schools. The best performing school at MPS is a charter school. Yeah, and in, and still, even in, in terms of charter schools and choice schools, we're talking about 20%. Um, right. It should be better. Yeah. It should be better across oh, the board. There needs to be yep. an address of the curriculum, of the type of process that education is being delivered, of the test, of the standards themselves. Good to have you on the program. People can read the deep dive on this at McIverInstitute.com. Ola, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Vicki.